You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday, February 11th into Friday, February 12th. Matt Derry with you. It's another edition and installment of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast and Network. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Jeremy Reisman, he of the infamous now mustache uh, from prideofdetroit.com, their senior editor. Follow him on Twitter at Detroit Online will be my guest. We'll talk about the uh, mustache uh, gate that took place yesterday during the Deuce Staley press conference, but also talk about Matthew Stafford and everything that's going on with the Lions and get Jeremy's thoughts on the new quarterback and, and the direction of the team and the staff. We'll do all that coming up on the program. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Um, the news of the day certainly is the Matthew Stafford interviews that he has done. The first one with family friend and BFF of his wife Kelly's, Hank Winchester of Channel 4. Uh, Hank and his husband, Kelly and Matthew, are very, very close to the point where Hank even wrote a column on Channel 4's website all about how after games they would break bread and have dinner together and, and how, uh, you know, Hank's going to be wearing a Lions Stafford jersey when the Lions play the Rams in L.A. Next year, he's going to go to the game and how close he is with the family and blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is if it would have just been the interview that aired last night at 11, 10, 11, 12-ish on Channel 4 of a lot of easy softball questions, then then it wouldn't have been as good. And then we'd be sitting here going, God, the guy spoke and he said nothing. Uh, and Matthew Stafford is not somebody that's going to give you a lot when it comes to content. All right. Russell Wilson now is doing all these interviews, basically saying, I'm not happy in Seattle. My offensive line needs work. I'm getting old tired of being on my ass. You'd never, ever get that from Stafford. And that's okay. That's who Matthew is. Uh, but today, Mitch Album wrote a column, and it came out last night at midnight, um, talked to Stafford. And of course, Mitch has a very good relationship with Matthew. Matthew has done a, a weekly hit on Mitch's show. Uh, all the Mitch uh, charities have gotten Matthew's support. Uh, they have a relationship. And I thought that column is kind of where I wanted to base at least my take here to start the uh, show today. Look, Stafford is a class act. Um, and Matthew Stafford is not going to say anything that's going to demean this city. He is this city. He has a relationship with this city. And yes, while it was a little fluffy with Hank, doing the walk around Ford Field and the family's there and, oh, it was, you know, so difficult to, to leave and a lot of great memories here. And he, he put the number nine jersey on the bench and walked away. I mean, that was, that, 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 that was borderline tear jerky. Uh, with Mitch, he got a little bit more in, in depth. And one thing that I like that, 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 well, let's start with one thing that I don't agree with Matthew on. Matthew Stafford made a point of saying that he was about to turn 33 and he knew it was time to go to the Ford family, to Rod Wood, and say, look, I've done everything I can do here, and I, I want to win before my career ends. And he even texted his wife with, well, here we go, before going into the room in Allen Park with Rod Wood in the room, Sheila Ford Hamp on speakerphone, and tell them that he, was, he wanted to leave. And he knew he had two years left in his contract. And one thing that Stafford said in the article with Mitch Allen at Freep.com was, 
quote, I've always wanted to play in those big games. I feel like I will excel in those situations. I wanted to shoot my shot, end quote. It's the only thing I have a problem with Matthew Stafford saying because Matthew Stafford did play in some big games for the Lions. You know, 2013 season, there were big games at the end of that year that Matthew Stafford did not perform well in. The Baltimore home game, the Giants home game. Matthew Stafford played in a big week 17 game at Green Bay with the division on the line and didn't play well. Matthew Stafford played in three playoff games, 2011 in New Orleans, 2014 in Dallas, and 2016 in Seattle. So it's not like this guy never played in any big games. He he did. So he's kind of like saying, I always want to play in those big games. And yes, maybe what he's saying is bigger games like not games at the end of a season or not games in just the first round, like bigger, bigger games like divisional playoffs or NFC championship game. So maybe that's where he's going. But to sit here and say he did not play in some big games, he did. He made the playoffs three times. He never had a passer rating over 100 in any of those three playoff games. He was outplayed by Drew Brees, he was outplayed by Tony Romo, and he was outplayed by Russell Wilson. Now, the Seattle game, in his defense, Matthew was putting the ball right on the numbers, and, and, and everybody was dropping him. Golden Tate, Eric Ebron, in that 2016 game, and the Lions had no chance. The other two games, they had a chance. Um, and if you look at the numbers for the Saints game, uh, Matthew Stafford had decent numbers. The Dallas game, they scored a total of three points after the first quarter. So there's that. The thing that I really that, that that I took from this interview with Mitch Album, which I thought was pretty good, and I thought was really, um, I thought was really good for the Lions' sake, is that he got out of that meeting with Rod Wood and Sheila Ford Hamp, team owner, and he said, "quote I shared my disappointments in not being able to bring them when I ultimately wanted a championship. It was a tough conversation, probably the hardest one I've ever had, but one that I walked out of frankly blown away." With their support and their understanding, the respect, I mean, it was pretty incredible, end quote. Again, I will say this. Bravo to Sheila Ford Hamp and Rod Wood. I'll be fair. All right. Rod Wood single-handedly destroyed the Lions' relationship with Calvin Johnson with his idiotic comment to Calvin the minute Calvin told him he was retiring and he asked if he, if he had earned all of his bonus. Just a boneheaded, despicable thing to say to somebody like that. But Rod Wood has made up for it, at least with Stafford, because according to Matthew, Rod and Sheila could not have been nicer, could not have been more understanding, and sent him to a place that he wanted to go to. And the Lions are trying to change their culture. They're trying to, to, to put aside the 63-plus years of disappointment. Uh, and I really like that Rod and Sheila handled this with the utmost class, because Matthew saying it, you believe Matthew Stafford. Stafford is pretty genuine. So for him to walk out of there and go, man, they were so supportive, so understanding. He didn't know. He said in the article, they could have, in the column, they could have said, you got two years left, you're not going anywhere. But they didn't. And they granted him his wish, and now they're starting over. And they've got a, a pretty decent replacement right now in Jared Goff. We'll see how he does. But kudos to Rod Wood, Hopefully he's coming around, and to Sheila as well, for handling the Stafford thing the way that they did. I think it's uh, it's first class, and that's what you want to see. 
because you're going to uh, you're going to be trying to attract free agents in a few years. You're going to want people to come here and go. Matthew Stafford said good thing about things about these people. I want to come play there, as opposed to Glover Quinn, uh, 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 Snacks Harrison, Darius Slay, and all these guys, Calvin Johnson included, that have left and said that place sucks. You're going to attract players if they say, man, Matthew Stafford had good things to say about the organization. Jeremy Reisman coming up from prideofdetroit.com on the Lions website. They do a fantastic job. First, rockauto.com. Looking for auto parts, looking for motor oil, tail lamps, whatever you need. Go to rockauto.com. Why? Because they're a family business. They have served auto parts customers online for 20 years, and their prices are reliably low. It's easy to shop at rockauto.com for your auto and body parts from hundreds of different uh, manufacturers. They've got everything. Engine control modules, new carpet, you need paint, whatever you need, you can get with just a few easy clicks at rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are reliably low. And the same for do-it-yourselfers and professionals. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. A lot going on with the Lions, uh, certainly. Let's get an update from our buddy at uh, prideofdetroit.com, the uh, managing editor, senior editor, whatever you want to call him, Jeremy Reisman, who uh, uh, took center stage at yesterday's uh, news conference as well. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, Matt. Good to, good to be back on your show. Oh, I always love talking to you. All right, let's get this out of the way because you made headlines. For people that, don't even, that didn't even know you beforehand, and you know I try to pump up a POD as much as I can on this show, but uh, you're rocking a little mustache right now that garnered the attention of one Deuce Staley yesterday. What what happened? Yeah, uh, just uh, his press conference was closing up. Uh, we, we'd close questions. Everyone who wanted to get a question in had. And, you know, before uh, they kind of shuffled him off screen, he said, wait, wait a second. That guy with the cool mustache. Jeremy, you got a question for me? Oh. completely caught me off guard. <laughs> And you didn't, and you just said, I mean, you were kind of in uh, off-season mode, so you're kind of getting a, a bunch of grief from everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't my my best moment, and it's because it caught me off guard. I mean, do I have questions for Produce Daily? Of course I do. I, I just didn't in the moment because I, you know, I kind of moved on to whoever was next, and you know, I, the, the, also, you know, there had been nine, ten minutes of questions already peppered at him, and and our guys in, in the Detroit media do a pretty good job of, uh, you know, getting the the main things out of the way. So, you know, I, I'm probably kicking myself a little bit for not coming up with something in the moment. But, uh, but yeah, it, it just kind of caught me off guard because, it, I mean, let's be honest, we aren't used to Lions coaches being this personable. <laughs> Jeremy Reisman with me from prideofdetroit.com, a great website uh, dedicated solely to the Lions and the coverage of the team. You know, the mustache. So, so, what, so what's the backstory? Are, are you, uh, was this a no-shave November thing that uh, moved on to February or what's going on? Yeah, that's actually exactly what it was. Uh, we we run a, a Twitch page for our, our live podcast, uh, and we were we were raising money for November for all of November, and raised I think a little over a thousand dollars. And then I kind of gave our live audience the option: um, we could keep it going if they supported our Twitch channel. And each week they did, and each week we would kind of double our goal. And each week they've met it, and they've met it all the way through uh, January, and we're keep going. So. 
I'm, I'm not actually that particularly fond of my own mustache, but uh, if, if the fans like it, um, it's already paying dividends, I guess. So uh, I can't, I can't, you know, stop the will of the people, I guess. <laughs> and what's so cool is Deuce Do- Staley seems like such a great guy. And uh, you and I were talking before I hit record here. Boy, this staff is a lot of fun, and it, it just seems like the, the culture already is shifting a little bit now in Park before the, before the players even get there. Yeah, no question. And, and you kind of hear it from the coaches themselves, too. They're saying, you know, Dan Campbell went out and hired good people first, and then they also have to be really good coaches as well. And, and you could certainly see it from all four of those press conferences on, on Wednesday. Um, and and to, be, you know, to be fair, it's, it's pretty easy to win the press conferences in uh, – in uh, you know early in the season before they've even stepped on the field when the team's 0 and 0, but at the same time you know that there is a clear difference from from this set of guys and the ones that just walked out the building. So um, it, it's a good first step. Obviously, the wins are going to have to come to win over some people, but uh, it, it's just nice to kind of have people who are not only very personable and, and affable, but uh, but also give some pretty interesting answers out there. And I think we got a lot from, from Wednesday's pressers. Jeremy, it seems like with these hires, there is that theme. I've talked about it on my show that there's a lot of former players. There's some diversity. Uh, let, let's be honest. Uh, the, the, the coordinator hires under Patricia and Quinn were, were pretty much all white. And, and there, there, there's a diverse staff, a young staff, a lot of former players. And I, I think the current players, the ones that the Lions you know, might not move on from right away, I, I think they're going to like what they see when they walk in that locker room. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, and all you really have to do is look at a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just won the Super Bowl. They've got one of the most diverse staffs, if not the most diverse staff in the NFL. And so I think that speaks loudly. I think the former player stuff is definitely going to resonate with some of these guys. I mean, you, you listen to Aaron Glenn talk and how excited he is for that young secondary room to, to influence them and kind of mold them. I think he called them you know, his pups to, to kind of train. And I have to imagine the players are going to be just as excited because we know, you know, I, I, I listened to a guy like Tracy Walker all last season and, you know, just, he wouldn't outright say anything because he's smarter than that uh, about the coaches, but you could just sense kind of reading between the lines and, and sensing what's bubbling underneath the surface. He wasn't happy with how he was getting used. So I have to, I have to imagine this, this new staff knows exactly what they're doing. Um, they even said, you know, indirectly that, you know, this defense just didn't look like they were on the same page. They looked confused out there. And so they know they have work to do. And bringing that former player experience, um, I think they're, they're going to know exactly how to relate to these guys and put them in the best position to win. Jeremy Reisman, editor at uh, prideofdetroit.com, the Lions uh, uh, website or, or podcast or whatever you want to call it, blog site. I hate saying blog site, Jeremy. I'm on there every day. I love your work and, and what you guys bring to the table. Aaron Glenn did make that point yesterday, the new defensive coordinator, about, no, we're going to design our system around our guys. What a 180 from the last three years, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of coaches say that, though, too. Right? I, even, even, I believe, Matt Patricia for, for a little bit said, you know, um, we're, we're not necessarily married to anything in particular. We're going to try to put our best, you know, our best players out there in the best position to win. Um, but, it, it, you know, on the field, it was certainly not that. It was certainly not that. And so... You know, the, we're, I think we're already starting to get into the 3-4 three, versus 4-3 four, three debate, and maybe maybe Aaron Glenn's being truthful and saying, you know, it depends on, on who we get in the offseason here, who sticks around, who we grab in the draft. And, and if that's the case, great. Um, I'm not sure I completely believe him. I, I do think he probably has some things in mind, um, given, you know, some of the guys that are around here and, and certainly um, his history with the Saints. I think we can expect a lot of similarities to, to that as well. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, you, you look at, 
what they've done. You look at the positions that some of the players there in New Orleans were, were put in. Um, it certainly seemed like they were putting them in the in the best positions. And, and I think one of the most telling things I think uh, he said was, um, you know, they were talking about Romeo Quara, and then he, he said he wanted him back, and he, he was very blatant about what his role would be. Is He's a pass rusher. That's what he does best. We're going to put him in pass rushing situations. We're not going to have him, you know, hold the edge or, you know, be a good run defender necessarily. He is going to rush the passer, and that to me, where he, where he got into a little more specific, that was where I was like, okay, you know, maybe he actually means it. No, I think it's, uh, it is refreshing. Like you said, it's going to take some time. This is a rebuild, and and certainly that rebuild kind of starts with a new quarterback. I want to talk about that with Jeremy. Coming up next, first, though, a reminder, folks, if you're looking to bet on games, whether it's NBA, Pistons are playing tonight against the Pacers, NHL with the Wings, college hoops, whatever it is, got to go to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. And you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. I know football's done. I know for a lot of you, you're, you're just waiting for football season to start. Well, best way to at least get into some sports action is to throw some money down. Do it with ease from your phone or from home at betonline.ag. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Our guest today, Jeremy Reisman from PrideofDetroit.com, covers the Lions and uh, uh, is now famous around the area for his mustache, uh, that is for sure, after yesterday's uh, news conferences, and everybody saw that on Twitter. Who posted the video, by the way? Who, who do we have to out for that? I did see that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, our, our social media manager, uh, apropos uh, John Whitaker for our site, <laughs> at uh, Whitaker. Shout, shout out to John. Uh, you know, the usual cast of characters were piling on you, and you know the, the the Eric Schlitz and Alex Reno's of the world, but uh, there, there's there's a lot of really good guys that, that cover this team, and you guys have a lot of fun. So the Stafford situation, um, you know, you and I both were kind of talking yesterday on Twitter about you know, the, the video with with Hank Winchester. It's like seven part series. Uh, I thought the Mitch album piece was good, actually. I thought yeah. that that was more revealing than than staying up to watch the news last night. Oh, hundred um, percent. You know, and and Mitch and, and Matthew go back. Uh, quite a long time they've done some philanthropic things here in the city and so it, not really a big surprise that Stafford kind of chose him as the guy to, to you know build build the beans I guess um but yeah interesting things he said that there you know n- nothing nothing exact, exactly surprising you know he, he's a guy that that really wanted to bring the Lombardi here he never pictured himself playing anywhere else but the thoughts kind of creeped in last year when he saw what was happening in 2020 and he knew this was that was going to be a make or break year for Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, and, and once things started going south, he was just understandably so, a 33-year-old not that interested in going through another rebuild, and you know, by, by every sign we've seen so far, this is not a short-term rebuild the Lions are going to go through, and so he see, he thinks it's a mutually beneficial thing, like, if the, if the Lions are going to do it right and, and truly rebuild, they're probably going to need a young quarterback to do so, and so I, I'm with him, I think this was a win-win for everyone, and, and Matthew Stafford did the right thing, I think, and Alliance did the right thing, and so the, the one thing that, that I can take, even though I, I'm personally going to miss Matthew Stafford a lot, and I'm, I'm nervous about getting a good quarterback in the city because we went decades without one before he got here, um, but the good thing is that the Lions let him go on a good terms, and, and that's something that we just haven't seen in a really, really long time with the, the good players in the city, and so it, it's a small consolation prize given that you know we were basically admitting 
or the Lions are basically admitting here that, you know, we're hitting the failure button here and we got to restart from, from scratch. But um, that to have a player go out on, on good terms and, and the Lions to get a, a really a heck of a compensation in, in the trade with the Rams, uh, I have to say I'm overall impressed with, with the whole process. You know, I've been on Rod Wood on this show. I, I, I don't trust him fully. I, I don't love the lurking that goes on. I, I don't have it on the inside that he's, you know, cutting players or signing players. I don't think he is. But I will say this. I, while he botched the Calvin Johnson situation many years ago, to hear Matthew Stafford say, I went in there to talk to Rod, and Rod and him were and he were face-to-face. Sheila was on FaceTime. Um, it sounds like Rod and Sheila handled this very, very well. And and that's good. That means that, that there's been progress made, so we don't have to go through this Calvin thing again. Yeah, and it, it speaks to this whole culture thing. And, and culture, I kind of view as a buzzword. And you know, when a team is bad, it's bad culture. And when a team is good, it's good culture. Um, but that was almost the first thing that you know Chris Spielman said when he joined, and and Brad Holmes, and and really everyone is just saying this is all about changing culture. And when you make a move like this, where you, you send a player where he wants to go, you get something good in return. Everyone's happy in the end. That's a change in culture. That's something that we haven't seen here. Every te- every player this team has traded in the past decade or so has left on disgruntled terms. We've had, you know, Calvin Johnson situation, Barry Sanders, if we want to go back that far. Um, this, this looks like a true culture change. And obviously that the lines are going to need a lot more than that to, to put wins on the boards. But I think this has to be one of the biggest positive steps in the right direction that, that we've seen out of this, this young staff of, of front office and, and, and Sheila, too. What do you think at seven in the draft? You know, I was talking before you came on about the Matt Miller uh, NFL draft scout. He does a nice job. Hey, he mocked Jalen Waddle to the Lions. We've seen McShay mock Devontae Smith to the Lions. It's like Alabama wide receiver central here. And anytime I tweet it out or put it out on social, my gosh, the response from fans, no, no, not another wide receiver. No, this team needs a wide receiver, especially if Galladay's not back. I know the defense is terrible, but... What are your thoughts about a, a lot of mocks already having the Lions taking a wideout at seven? I'm, I'm for it. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. This team needs wide receivers. This team needs a lot of things. And, you know, there isn't going to be a draft pick here that fixes the defense or fixes the wide receiver group. Um, the, the Lions are in a spot which, you know, could be viewed as a good or bad thing where pretty much anything works. Uh, there, there's not a wrong answer. So you kind of just go best player on the board. If this guy's a wide receiver, listen, we're in, in a passing league these these days uh, a wide receiver can make a huge huge difference and and maybe not the best wide receivers are on the, the the most winning teams but i mean you look at the bucks again i hate to use them just as an example over over again but they have a heck of a wide receiving core the chiefs have a heck of a wide receiving core uh, that works it's a proven method in the league in this in the league this you know in this era and so yeah I, i'm totally for it i don't really care what order the lions put the pieces together but the fact is they need defenders, they need wide receivers. If they go out and get a bunch of wide receivers this year and a bunch of defenders next year, great, that works. If they go and do the opposite, great, that works too. The team isn't going anywhere in 2021. They're probably not going anywhere in 2022. So um, take your time with it. Just get the right players and, and try not to focus too much on the position. Final thing, Jeremy, give me a percentage chance that the Lions take a quarterback at seven. What percentage would you put that at right now? a really good question i i think i'd probably put it at about 20 percent the the thing that sticks out to me most is a quote um from dan campbell that i think he gave to chris burke of the athletic he said something to the effect of we don't want to reach for a quarterback if half of our room thinks he's the guy and half of them doesn't think he's the guy then he's not our guy we we need a guy you know that's going to be here 
as long as Stafford or, or longer, um, and they want to build this thing properly, and they they want to. I think he said, "quote Let's get this, the roots in the ground first. And to me, that sounds like they're probably not taking a quarterback. That being said, you know we've seen Brad Holmes um, work his magic over there in Los Angeles. They did get aggressive to get Goff um, when they were there in the draft, traded up to get him. So that's still a possibility. But I think the Lions are probably going to, you know, play the the patient game there in the draft. And really, the only scenario in which I, I see them realistically taking a quarterback is if someone falls to them there at seven. I don't see them necessarily getting aggressive just because. Where the franchise is at, this really isn't the time to get aggressive. Jeremy Reisman uh, with me from prideofdetroit.com. Follow him on Twitter at Detroit on Lion, O-N Lion. Jeremy, always a pleasure. Uh, always love reading your stuff. Keep up the great work. Appreciate uh, a few minutes here. You too, man. I appreciate you having me. Jeremy Reisman with me. That'll do it for this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, or I should say Thursday. I can't keep my day straight. We'll do it again tomorrow right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.